Welcome to the Further Light Podcast, presented by Wisconsin Freemasonry, helping you accomplish your Masonic goals through education and more light. And now, I present to you, Brother Chris Ludke. Listeners, scholars, brothers, this is Brother Chris Lidkin. Today, I want to look at the Chamber of Reflection, but to do so, I want to look at or provide the audio from the winning video created last year for the 2023 Masonic Education Speakers Contest. And more information on this is found in the Masonic Journal. But to give you an idea of the speakers contest, you're looking for or what we're looking for is videos limited to 20 minutes with at least five minutes of discussion within that 20. So no more than 15 minutes of lecture. We want to see some discussion. The top three to five may be edited and used as exemplars of Masonic education within the lodges. And in this contest, first place is $750, second place is $500, third place is $250, and that is split between the winner and their lodge, or in the case that a lodge enters, then the lodge gets the whole thing. The deadline for the speaker's contest this year is February 9, 2024. The winner to be announced March 9, 2024 at the Silas Shepard Lodge of Research meeting at their spring meeting. Uh, And then there is information about how to get it to us and everything else. Basically, if you have questions, you can email myself, chris.lidke, L-U-E-D-K-E, at wimasons.org. I can get you information. But basically, you'll upload to a Google Drive and you'll send me a link. Uh, And then there's more information about scoring and everything else. But with that coming up, of course, I want to give you some inspiration of what worked last year. And what worked with the Chamber of Reflection is that they look at it not as something that we should do, because clearly the Chamber of Reflection is not part of ritual. But the way they approach it is out of curiosity. Let's look into this. Let's understand why this was used in the past, where it is used today in other appendant bodies, what its purpose is, and really explore the topic in a way that allows for better understanding of, well, our fraternity. And so I'm going to go ahead and run this and let you listen to what they entered. So this is, again, Milton Lodge, and they're discussing the Chamber of Reflection. You are hoodwinked and told you cannot remove the hoodwink until the door closes. They take you by the hand and lead you a short distance. You feel their hand release without warning. Then you hear a sharp click as the door latches behind you. You remove the hoodwink and find yourself alone in a dark, windowless room illuminated by a single candle on a small table next to a lone chair. Next to the candle, you see a few objects. A skull, an hourglass, a flask of water, and a small loaf of bread. As your eyes adjust to the light, you see the phrase vitriol painted on the wall, just above an old scythe. Then it hits you. Rotten eggs? No, sulfur. As you try to locate the smell, your eyes are drawn back to the table. 
Now you notice two small plates. One certainly contains sulfur. The next contains what appears to be salt. On the wall is a figurine of a rooster. Before you can examine these items further, you see it. This must have been what they wanted from me. Why did you decide to join us and petition this lodge of free and accepted masons? You are in a chamber of reflection. Let's start with a typical chamber of reflections, the objects in it, and their meaning. First, the room is dark with dark walls, bringing us back to our very basic roots as human beings, as cave dwellers. The table and chair are very basic. The illumination of one candle adds solemnity to the experience. The skull, hourglass, and scythe all indicate mortality. You will die. The hourglass indicates that time runs out quickly and there's no stopping it. You need to make the most of the time you spend in this realm. Knowing this, how will you improve your life and what will you accomplish? The skull should not be a frightening symbol. The skull is empty and the person that did inhabit it is now gone and their energy now resides elsewhere, as will ours. But since time is running out in this realm, we need to be productive with the time we have here. The bread and water represent the very basics of sustenance. These items remind us to live without extravagance. The sulfur, salt, and rooster have slight variations in meaning depending on which source you follow. However, one that appears to be representative was presented by worshipful brother Helio L. DaCosta Jr. at the Grand the Vancouver Grand Masonic Day, October 16, 1999. He described them as follows. Quote, three of the alchemical elements used in the great work were sulfur, sulfur, salt, and mercury, all of which are present in the chamber of reflection. Sulfur is symbolical of spirit, being a masculine principle, referring to enthusiasm and corresponding to the virtue of faith. Salt is a symbol of wisdom, being considered neutral as far as gender is concerned, referring to pondering, something the candidate does in the chamber of reflection, and corresponding to the virtue of, of charity. Mercury appears as a rooster drawn on the wall of the chamber of reflection. This animal is connected to the deity of Hermes, that is Mercury. It is a feminine principle referring to vigilance and it also corresponds to faith. As a rooster sings at dawn, announcing the light of day, so it announces to our future initiate the light he may receive." Unquote. In this case, Brother DaCosta uses the painting of a rooster. In some lodges, they use a figurine of a rooster. In others, they use a saucer filled with mercury. The three of these also represent alchemical transformation, or metamorphosis, as becoming a Freemason is a transformation to a new life of meaning and illumination for a man. A mirror may also be present. The mirror should focus the candidate's attention on himself and his motives thus far, allowing him to confront one of the greatest adversaries, himself. An example of this idea can be found in one of the Star Wars films. When Luke Skywalker is training to be a Jedi Knight with Yoda, he enters a cave and kills an image that turns out to be himself. He did not properly examine his motives and attack for the wrong reason. The mirror may also help a candidate examine the motives in a similar way. 
vitriol painted on the wall is defined in Robert M. Sanchez's book, The Chamber of Reflection, is a Latin acronym, meaning visit the interior of the earth and rectifying it, you will find the hidden stone. That further translates as you must search inside yourself for the truth to solve your problems and improve yourself. Perseverance and vigilance may also be painted on the walls. These qualities are needed and to really study the meaning of our rituals and understand their deeper meaning. The rituals have hidden meaning that will continue to enrich your life as you continue your studies in masonry. If you understand the meaning of the elements in the chamber, they can assist you in answering the questions posed on the paper in the chamber. Different lodges will ask different questions. Some will ask for the candidate's philosophical and moral testament or the candidate's last will and testament. Using parchment and a quill or a fountain pen add to the mystique. Are you ready to begin your Masonic journey? I am. As mentioned, the room we have just shown is called the Chamber of Reflection. Its purpose is to make the occupant contemplate his mortality and think about making the most of his life. This was previously experienced prior to each of the degree ceremonies in the United States in the 1700s and the early 1800s and is still in use in many parts of the world. Today it is prohibited in the Blue Lodges and the Grand Lodge of Wisconsin since it's not part of our code. After studying this subject, I understand the concern of the Grand Lodge. If done improperly without the candidate fully understanding the meaning of the chamber and the objects in it, it could have a very negative effect on the candidate. However, if you study the chamber of reflection and use it as intended as an individual Freemason, I believe it can be a very useful developmental tool. Many lodges that use the chamber have someone read a narrative to the candidate describing what he will see and what he is expected to contemplate. The idea of a chamber of reflection is to make the degree ceremonies even more memorable and meaningful and help lead to the transformation of your life into something significant. This is why the concept can be so valuable to any Freemason. With knowledge of the items in the room and the meaning of the chamber, you can improve your Masonic growth and improve as a man. Even without an actual chamber, you can imagine the room and contemplate your philosophical and moral testament. A common technique of reviewing your life is to write your own obituary as if you died today. If you're not ha happy with how it sounds, it gives you an idea of what is missing in your life and what you need to change. Prior to being asked for my philosophical and moral testament, I would want some time to contemplate what is meant by that request. From a religious perspective, it could mean following the Ten Commandments. Others may find different moral documents to follow. Regardless, you may want some time to think about this. Most likely, you would be asked different things at each degree level. As an entered apprentice, you may be asked, why did you petition launch? What do you have to offer and what do you expect? Prior to a Master Mason degree, you would have had more time with your mentor and study more Masonic material and be better prepared for a serious attempt at a philosophical and moral testament. In some lodges, the candidate's answers are sealed in an envelope and presented to him five years later so you can see how he has grown. In Dan Brown's book, The Lost Symbol, the chamber was used by a 33rd degree Mason who used it over time to reflect on his life. 
So these chambers are not just for the initiate, but also for any brother to sit and reflect on his life and his goals. Some Freemasons even have a small chamber of reflection in their homes. If you don't have a spare room to dedicate to this, you can always reflect on the concept by looking at a poster or a picture on a computer screen. Today, it is probably best used as a concept for individual use and contemplation. Regardless of how it is used, I'm sure the practice of self-reflection is useful to any man, and the objects in the chamber of reflection, when understood, provide a thought-provoking environment for development. Before we start our discussion, we want to point out that we are not proposing that the chamber be adopted and used in any blue lodges in Wisconsin. This presentation is purely to present the chamber as a concept for individual use and to review its history and meaning. Thank you. Hello, my name is Kurt Sorensen. I'm the senior warden at Milton 161. And I'll make the introductions. To my right, we have our worshipful Grand Tyler, Leroy Huber. To my left, we have our worshipful master of the Milton Lodge, Brian Duas. And then to his left is our senior deacon, Tyler Guiley. Uh, we're going to start our discussion and we're going to talk about the, the chamber reflection. And as we've seen in here, it, it could be potentially a little bit scary going into a, a, a chamber of reflection when you first first were joining the lodge. But we do have somebody who's gone through one before, but much further along in his career, and that's our Grand Tyler. Leroy, what, what, how did you, what did you experience when you went into the, the chamber of reflection for the first time? And what level was it that you went in? When I was uh, being knighted, uh, a certain knight, uh, uh, to become a commander, I was uh, put into the chamber of reflection and uh, there were several things in there that uh, for me to look at. Um, I was never really told what was going to be in there. Did give you any like idea what you're look going to be experiencing in the room? Or are you going to see in the room at all? Or are you just placed in the room? Well, I was just placed in the room. There was, okay. and uh, there was some uh, questions they told me that I would have to answer in writing. They, uh, they instructed me on that, and then uh, the rest of it was just there. I just looked at, looked at it, and uh, you're there for several minutes okay okay it's, uh when they get ready for you they'll come get you but uh you're in here quite a while you get a chance to think and look around and think and a lot of this stuff i had seen while i was going through my blue lodge and in the chapter and council but some of it i uh, i really uh didn't put it with masonry okay until after so do you think it would have been more helpful if you had some type of intro saying this is what you're going to see in the room this is what you're going to experience in the room this is what you're supposed to do with the room or do you think it's better just i think the reason for this they did it this way and the way it probably is going to be done that way was for you to figure out what it was. If they tell you what it was, it might not have the meanings sure. that you would get by discovering it. And I, I think it was really a, 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 a really a nice experience myself. But you went up to the point earlier, you thought it could be overwhelming, right? 
Yeah, yep, uh, for a new mason, uh, uh, Brother Leroy went in through another appendant body and already been through his uh, degrees in the Blue Lodge, so he was very familiar with it. So in an appendant body, you're kind of looking forward to something different. Whereas if you're just a, a, a new mate, a new person just petitioning a, a lodge, it can be very overwhelming or very frightening if somebody throws you into a room without being told somewhat what was going to go on in that room. Right. Oh, I, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I, I think it might be, you know, someone who's not a mason, yes. just a new entered apprentice degree, if they walk into a room and they see one candle and some mystic yeah. objects, they might get the wrong idea off the bat. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like, like you say, just very overwhelming if they're, it, in reflection, it could, you know, turn somebody off because he's really not. He's not grasping. What no. He's not grasping no. what the symbols no. are. He's not no. grasping the rooms no. for. He's got he, no, no clue what they are. Right. Yeah. He might think it's a, just a weird thing and wonder what he got himself into. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, though, about the concept of the Chamber of Reflection as far as using it as a developmental tool? Once you understand what it all means and the, the meaning of the objects in the room and you have something that you're supposed to respond to as far as something written on the paper, what do you think of it all as a concept for development? I really like the idea. Um, I don't know about the, the first, like, EA degree when you're going in. Um, maybe in more advanced, maybe before the master mason degree, but yeah, I would really think you would need some type of prelude, something that says, this is what you're going to experience in there, this is what these symbols mean, they're not explosives, they're not, you know, anything poisonous, nothing's going to hurt happen to you. That's my thought, I don't know what your thought is. Yeah, definitely have to be explained, especially uh, if he's taken it before he ever took his first degree, it would definitely have to be explained to him pretty much, you know, line for line, what this is and why this is here for you to uh, sit and reflect in this room on your life and what you're expected to uh, as you go further through your life. Mm -hmm. Kurt? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a really good concept and as far as trying to really think through your life, what is your philosophical and moral testament? What do you, what do you believe? What are you actually seeking in masonry because I think it can be a, a lot of that is what what are you looking for and you could be writing some of those questions down to try to hopefully improve your development and make you really think of how to improve your life what you you should be doing for others um, what you should be doing in your lodge so and it, the fact that you know we talked a little bit about that uh, it doesn't necessarily need to take place in an actual chamber you can reflect on that concept um, of you know the chamber of reflection just you could look at a poster as a, you know I mentioned in the narrative earlier or see it on a computer screen and contemplate these questions and it, it doesn't even I think you're talking that it didn't even necessarily need to be in a lodge. No and one of the things that really came to mind for me was uh, when I was reading on the chamber of reflection uh, it could be anywhere and it could be for a mason or non-mason because one of the first things that came to mind was the movie Saving Private Ryan. Uh, the movie starts out with Private Ryan as he's in, uh, in age, you know, he's towards the end of his life, going to the cemetery with all his family around him, and he's actually, in my mind, got them, like, boxed out 
you know, mm -hmm. blocked out behind him, and he's talking to the grave, you know, reflecting on his life. And was he a good person? Was he a bad person? Did he deserve this? You know, he's going through all this. So it's a very good concept that you can see right there in Save Private Ryan. Agreed. Very helpful tool. Very, very helpful tool. One thing about the Chamber of Reflection, um, everything is there actually. You can physically pick it up and look at it. Mm -hmm. You can touch it. You can see. You, you can feel. Like this, the skull and bones. Um, Gives a little more presence when it's actually in your hand. Yeah, you the, mor the, the mortal soul has gone somewhere else, mm -hmm. but the skull is left. Mm -hmm. Just the council. But the, your soul is somewhere else. Yeah, mm -hmm. left away. Yeah. And uh, and everything was old, you know, old. And uh, how long masonry has been around that brings back, you know, um, we must be doing something right mm -hmm. to stay in business as a fraternity and to do what we are doing today that we did 400 years ago. Right. Maybe longer. Right. Uh, we have really no truth. I mean, no, uh, how long we really were, where was we originated for sure. Mm -hmm. But if we go way back to the building of King Solomon's Temple, so we're 3,000 years old. <laughs> well, one of the things I, like, I really think is interesting, like you talk about the skull, that it's not, it's not meant to be a scary symbol in masonry no. because it, you're, the, the occupant isn't there anymore. They're, they're somewhere else as we will yeah, be. And, yeah, and yeah. that's the way you contemplate immortality and how you're going to make the most of your life now is important. I think an important point of the chamber. I also thought of, when you brought up with some lodges have the, they write down their answers and they seal an envelope and they give it mm -hmm. to them five years later. Yeah. I think that would be a very helpful tool to go back and kind of see what did I think about? Where did I think I was be? What were the things that were important to me five years ago? And what do I want to have going forward? Yep. I, I think the last thing we can almost say is uh, the concept of the chamber reflection can use, be used by anybody. I mean, you don't realize it, but in your daily lives, you're always thinking back, you know, to what, you know, you've done to reflect upon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that concludes our discussion. So thank you very much. And again, that was Milton Lodge discussing the Chamber of Reflection, which was their entry for the 2023 Masak Education Speakers Contest, which you have a few weeks to get in and again if you have questions what we're looking for is a 20 minute video at least five minutes of which should be discussion the deadline is february 9 2024 so you should have a few weeks to work on it and if you have questions or you have an entry then you can email me at chris.lidke l-u-e-d-k-e at wimasons.org but until next time, thank you for joining me, Brother Chris Leakey, and the entire Further Light team in your quest to find more light through masonry. Are you interested in learning more about Freemasonry in Wisconsin? Visit wisconsinmasons.org to learn more about masonry and access further educational content and more light. Once again, that address is wimasons.org. 
Any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at education at wisconsinmasons.org. And thank you for listening.